excellent information. And this information really is so that the body of Christ can be prepared and understand where we are. For believers, the very next thing I believe that's going to take place in Bible prophecy is the rapture of the church. Everything that we're talking about is all future. So for believers, we need to understand that. But this information, the events that we cover, the practical information that we cover on Bible prophecy really helps us to determine the times in which we're living, which Daniel, the prophet, did. Well, a lot of questions have been coming in, and uh, I I had needed to get in touch with a friend of mine because these questions are pertaining to Israel. And I wanted to get my good friend Paul Scharf onto the program today. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jimmy. Great to be back with you. Yes. And uh, Paul, these questions that come in, and uh, you have an expertise, you're, you work with the Friends of Israel, you have your own ministry, you're teaching. We'll talk about that later. But these questions that come in have to do uh, in the wake of events unfolding in the Middle East. Many are wondering what the Bible says regarding the final future salvation of Israel. And even some have sent in the very verse that uh, that you know very well. And so all Israel will be saved as it right. is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And so, you know, as we're witnessing all these scenes on TV, it's also common for evangelicals to raise this concern. Why should... We be distressed for the nation of Israel today when they are people in unbelief. Right. Jimmy, that's, of course, a question that weighs on all of us, but we believe we've had answers to those questions that, quite frankly, have been taught for many decades in our dispensational circles as we teach pre-tribulationalism and premillennialism. Uh, as, as your father and you have such a legacy of proclaiming, we know that the people of Israel have to be in unbelief, but reconstituted as a nation mm. in unbelief for the tribulation to begin following the rapture. And so we have these glorious promises of their future salvation, as you read, Romans chapter 11, verse 26, where Paul is merely echoing the words of the great prophet Isaiah Isaiah 4, verse 3, it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. So this is nothing even new from the Apostle Paul in Romans 11, and it's nothing new in terms of what we've been teaching and explaining, but somehow there's a disconnect, and you and I both know, Jimmy, that our dispensational teaching is on the wane, sadly, in many churches which used to be faithful to teach it. And I think there's also, there's a disconnect oftentimes, especially among some younger people and sometimes some not-so-younger people who just haven't made the connection between the fact of what we've taught all these years and what we see on our television screens. And it's so vivid, of course, before us since October 7th. Mm. You know, Paul, it's imperative that the believer understand God's program for the Jewish people. And the future is after the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church is for the believer. Everything after that, right. that seven-year period of time, that is for the Jewish people 
and to bring them to a day of salvation. How will Israel come to faith, and what does it mean that all Israel will be saved? Jimmy, that is such an important question, because sometimes when we say, with the words of the Apostle Paul, all Israel will be saved, some people actually think we're saying that Every Jewish person who's ever lived, <laughs> yeah. even if they've ever, even if they've lived and died and rejected Christ as Savior, that they will ultimately still be saved. We're not saying that. We're not teaching a universalism, even mm-hmm. of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, Jewish people can be lost, as as all people can be lost without Christ, and will be lost without Christ. We're not saying even that every Jewish person who begins the tribulation will be saved. Right. That misses the rapture because we know sadly Zechariah 13 talks about two-thirds of the nation being cut off and dying during the days of the tribulation and that's in Zechariah chapter 13 verse 8 and 9. Mm. Uh, I have some hope Jimmy personally as we look through the very complex prophecies that deal with that time that we don't have time in this interview obviously to put together God's deliverance of the people of Israel during the tribulation I have some hope that some of those two-thirds will die as martyrs Mm. for the gospel and be saved so we're really talking about one-third plus I like to say that we believe will be saved and that one-third will be brought through physically all the way to the end of the tribulation and that will evidence their spiritual salvation that one-third of the nation that begins the tribulation, Zechariah 13.9, I believe, will be the nation as it's constituted at that time, and the whole nation will be saved. And, and how they get there, again, is a very complicated story, but I believe some, some, Jimmy, will come to faith at the very last available moment, Zechariah 12.10, they will look on him whom they pierced, They'll mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. And they'll look in faith at that very last moment and they'll be saved. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, that's our prayer every time uh, we're in Israel with all of our Jewish friends. Yes, Yes, Paul, that is our prayer as we recognize that that verse is so true. How might the current worldwide anti-Semitism lead perfectly into the post-rapture climate for Israel. Jimmy, could we ever imagine it being more um, adaptable to the world we read about on the pages of Scripture than what we're seeing now? Mm. You know, what we're seeing unfold, a worldwide anti-Semitism? Who would have thought on October 7th that within a few weeks the whole world would be turning against Israel, persecuting the Jewish mm-hmm. people yes. in a way that is reminiscent of the Holocaust. It's unreal. And the prophet Zechariah told us in Zechariah 14, verse 2, that all the nations, Jimmy, mm-hmm. would be gathered against Jerusalem. And John, in the book of Revelation, makes it clear in chapter 12 that Satan will energize the Antichrist. For the last half, the last three and a half years of the tribulation, persecuting the people of Israel, driving them into the wilderness. And so obviously the things that we're seeing unfolding right now are setting the stage for this end-time anti-Semitism, this hatred of the Jewish people, an irrational demonic hatred. But 
could it be any more clear that the stage is being set for the events that will happen right after the rapture, I believe, when Israel will be in such desperate need of some kind of treaty or covenant, and they will make that treaty as a nation in unbelief with the Antichrist. Yes. You know, and Paul, you and I, we are watching what's taking place. We mourn for the yes. Israelis, but it's almost as if the Lord has a bell and he's ringing it and he's ringing it. Right. Wake up, wake up. Because, right. you know, right. like you said, who would have thought before October 7th that all the world would be divided right. over either you're for Israel or you're against. So right. how do efforts to bless Israel today relate to her future salvation, Paul? Well, that's the wonderful thing, Jimmy, about God's promise in the Abrahamic covenant. He'll bless those who bless the people of Israel. By the way, he'll curse those who fail to bless them. Yes. But he's going to bless our efforts to bless the people of Israel. That means when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem today, it may not come today. In fact, it will not come today. But we pray for it today. We pray for a temporal peace as much as possible we pray for that ultimate peace when Christ returns and establishes his kingdom. But we seek to bless the Jewish people. We seek to take the gospel of their own Messiah, the Messiah that they, physically speaking, gave to the world that we've received. We seek to take his gospel to them. They may not receive it today, as you know, Jimmy, mm. but God is going to use our meager efforts toward his magnificent purpose, as I write in the article, we're talking about the future salvation of Israel. And he is going to use these things toward his ultimate purpose and ultimate goal. He's working all things according to the counsel of his will. He has everything in control, and he's using our tiny efforts that we provide with his help. And when we seek to bless the people of Israel... All of that, I like to think that all sort of works together towards God's ultimate plan. He's going to use that, and he's going to bring the Jewish people to faith in their Messiah. Uh, great, great thoughts, Paul, and uh, great instruction for the body of Christ. Uh, most people that listen to this program have an understanding, and if they follow us and they've been following us, they understand our focus on the Jewish people. Events that took place are driving people back to Israel. Events that took place are preparing Israel for that time in the future, as you have so eloquently described. Paul, this week is the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, uh, which also coincides with the founding of Friends of Israel. Tell us the connection right. there. Yes, Jimmy, I was privileged to write the article for the Friends of Israel blog. People can find it at foi.org about Kristallnacht. I call the blog Walking Over Broken Glass. It was mm -hmm. the night of broken glass, Wednesday night into Thursday, November 9 and 10, 1938. Why is it significant? It was a, it was a kingdom-wide, uh, in the Third Reich, persecution mm -hmm. of the Jewish people. And it was the launch, officially, of the Holocaust, and 30,000 Jewish men went off to Dachau and Buchenwald and Sachsenhausen, never to return. These were upstanding businessmen, leaders, attorneys, professors, doctors, men who had fought in World War I for Germany. But now the Holocaust has begun. The treatment of the Jewish people will is totally changed by the Nazi regime 
and the suffering of the Jewish people begins in earnest. It was a night that uh, the world said it would never forget. I wonder how many still remember, Jimmy, what it's all about. Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass. Those uh, German officials were, I think, gleefully walking over the broken glass in their torment of the Jewish people. It was a bloodbath. But half a world away in Philadelphia, there were people willing to walk over broken glass Mm. with a heart for the Jewish people. They came together and founded the Friends of Israel, what's now the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. And they had such incredible wisdom and courage, Jimmy, and they were willing to risk everything they had to begin this ministry that endures today, 85 years later. It it came about three weeks later, uh, on December 1st Mm. of 1938, a Thursday, three weeks after Kristallnacht. Wow. Great ministry. And uh, Paul, thank you so much. Uh, this is, uh, it's important. Uh, you know, we're experiencing a, a form of Holocaust again, and it could and it will, according to Bible prophecy, get much worse. And uh, it's important that we understand uh, God's plan for the Jewish people, God's program. And uh, Paul, thank you. Uh, how can the folks uh, get and watch what you presented as you talked about this very topic. Jimmy, people can find all my resources at sermonaudio.com slash pscharf, that's P-S-C-H-A-R-F. That's where I have a library of all my materials for my ministry within the Friends of Israel. And, of course, they can find all about our whole ministry at foi.org. Paul, thank you so much for joining with us today. God bless you, and uh, we hope to encourage you, Paul, to keep teaching and edifying and educating the body of Christ in these days in which we're living, to understand how close that we are to the rapture of the church. Thanks, Paul. Lord bless you. Thanks, Jimmy. It's a privilege, and it's always a wonderful joy to be with you. Well, we've got to take a break, and when we come back, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung in the Legacy Series will be focusing and wrapping up his series on the connection between Jacob and Esau and how it relates to today. At the end of the program, R.C. Murrow will come and talk to us about Amalek and how Prime Minister Netanyahu used that phrase in his press conferences last week. Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back right here on Prophecy Today Weekend. 